there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to my travel podcast, Life's a Beach. Every week I invite a special guest to take us on a journey together to their favourite holiday destinations and to reveal their top travel tips and tales. My passenger today is a singer-songwriter who has sold millions and millions of records all over the world. He's won Brits and Ivan Novellos, and when he's not making music, he's taking down twats on Twitter with his rapier wit and cutting comebacks. Please stow away your emotional baggage and welcome on board, James Blunt! James, we've arrived at the airport. Do you go around duty-free or do you bypass duty-free? Well, I can't believe how many suitcases you've brought. We're not going for that long. <laughs> That's just got my makeup what in. What have you got in there? <laughs> I'm travelling tra- travelling with hand luggage only. And I do genuinely, I tour the world with hand mm. luggage only because otherwise it always goes missing. And because I do these music tours, my, it seems my bag always goes. So for the last... Yeah, 15 years or so, I've only ever travelled with hand luggage. Oh, really? What's the worst thing that's gone missing? That's why I'm wearing the same T-shirt as when I saw you last. <laughs> so you never have that fear of when the bag comes round and you and you like and everyone you know people you've seen on the flight they're walking they're away with their bags and I'm already in the car outside whizzing her. Fantastic. Now do you get magazines, books? Do you have a uh, iPod? What do what do you do on the flight? Um. Well, before going duty free, I will. I do enjoy going through because that's. I go and pick up again for all the touring reasons. That's where you go and stock up from boots. You know, that's the one you don't need to go. You don't need to go through the boots on a high street. If you're passing through an airport, that's when I stock up. And you like the so, mini yeah. ones, the mini ones? I like the small, because I'm a smaller human being. And so to make myself feel like a bigger human being, I get as many products as I can that are as small as they probably The small toothpaste, uh, you know, small uh, 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 shower gel. And I just look at myself and I, I feel 
bigger and better about myself. Great. I mean, and do you watch the film? Oh, do, I quite like watching the little plane go across the screen. I mean, that's a bit of a slow-moving movie for me. <laughs> um, I, I prefer something with a little bit more action. Um, <laughs> but, what, you know, whatever you're into. Um, so, no, you know, I'd, uh, I'd try, and, try and find a movie that I might not have seen. Because, again, you can be really tight there. You don't, then you don't have to go to a cinema, do you? You think I'm on the plane. Um, I, I can save myself the money on the, on the, on, from the cinema and watch it here. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of that. That's so good. But I, I quite like, I like having like a couple of bottles of red and then just watching the plane go across because I find it quite hypnotic. <laughs> no, I like to sit really close to the screen so it looks like a cinema. <laughs> <laughs> as close as it can be. And, uh, you know, so I was, you know, enjoying the big screen moment. Now, listen, your book is so funny. James Blunt, How to Be a Complete and Utter Blunt. Now, now it is basically the diary of a reluctant social media sensation. It is so funny. Be honest with me. You are the Oscar Wilde of Twitter. You are the Dorothy Parker of social media. How are you quick when you come back with them? Or do you sometimes think about how quick are you with your comebacks? That's what I'm asking. Well, the nice thing, I suppose, is I'm not on Twitter very often. I normally post about once a month. And so it means once a month, I'll go and flick through, you know, what I might have missed out on, all the fun, all the, all the kindness, uh, all that, you know, the, the positivity that is Twitter. Um, and, uh, and, uh, and, then, and then, you know, and, and then find one. And then I do normally, the nice thing about doing that is you can sit back for a moment as well, because, it, you know, it might not have been sent to you that minute and you can take the emotion out of it. Yeah. Um, and so rather than, you know, biting back when someone says, I don't like you, you rather back, say, well, I don't like you either. Instead, uh, I think I can settle down and, and say, OK, you know, I should respond with dignity um, and, uh, and, uh, and gra gravitas. And, 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 uh, and so, yeah, so I'll write something crass um, and silly and then I normally read it out to my wife. Um, yeah. and, and if she recoils in horror, shaking her head, then I know it's a good one, and that's when I press it. <laughs> because, because you give some really good advice right at the end of the book. You say, look, don't do it in anger, because the one who gives the shit the least is the winner. You're right, aren't you? It's true. If you don't care about it, then you're, then, then you're, then you're in a position of power. Um, so, yeah, don't, don't care too much. Uh, and, I, you know, I, why should one? Because no, it's, it's only Twitter, and it's not, it's not real life, and... You know, and someone like you and I, in you know, we 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 put out, um, you know, uh, we we put ourselves out there, um, and and uh, and if you look online, you're gonna you and I are gonna find some negatives. I very rarely find any negative. I really do. Well, I write them about you and then I delete them because I know you and I, you know, I don't want you to read them. But we should be focusing on the positives in our life. Of you know, we have uh, tens of thousands of people who will, you know, buy you know an, an album, a show, your tickets to come and see you perform. And instead, it's very tempting for us to go and look online and 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 get wound up by this one negative thing written by someone who we'll never meet. You're right. I mean, I I have come off Twitter to be honest because I just found it. I just thought the net. You see, I've worked in a call centre. You see, I worked at Bartley Card, so I spoke to Bellends for four years, and I just thought I don't need to talk to Bellends anymore. And I found it quite liberating. You know. Yeah. I'm sick of Bellends. Yeah. I, I, 
I'm at Barclays too, and I do remember calling you endlessly. But, um, and, but I found you, I found you very helpful during that time, and I was very grateful for your advice. Um, sad to see you move on, uh, but uh, I think you're totally right in that. And that's what I say at the beginning of my book. Twitter's awful, um, and uh, and I'm only on it um, nowadays. Put a book out and make cash in on it. Otherwise, there's a bet, there's a nicer world out there, and we should all be on that in, in the real world instead. Well, as we know, this is a travel podcast, and there's one tweet in here that someone said at James Blunt. My sister just got married at Reef Villa, Sri Lanka, and apparently they are staying in the same room as you did. What we want to know: Did you bang in that bed? Could be their claim to fame. And you replied, "Sadly, not. I had a dodgy tummy that night and shat the bed." <laughs> send them my regards. <laughs> it was a wonderful hotel and Sri Lanka is definitely worth visiting. But probably just ask which room I was in so you don't see if they've changed the mattress. <laughs> um, let's talk about your first early holiday memories. Where did you holiday as a child or did you go on holiday? Well, I suppose my first travel um, memories as a child, my dad was in the army. And so I was a pad brat and I grew up in places like I grew up as a for early memories were in Cyprus. And uh, and so, you know, and so we would travel out into the corners of Cyprus when he had time off. And, and I and I think that was an amazing experience. And that's probably why I live in Ibiza now is because I learned to love as a child the Mediterranean and the sun and the sand and the you know and the, and the kind of Mediterranean way of life. It went downhill from there, maybe um, as we are uh, from the Mediterranean. The sun. We, we then moved up to Germany, which is a lovely country. But my memories then of going on holiday were always the uh, uh, the Schnellimbus um, on the side of a motorway, which is the fast food stations where you just get you know uh, bratwurst and sausages, uh, sausages, bratwurst and chips, um, and not quite as glamorous as a, as a Cypriot holiday. Now, obviously, you, you live in Ibiza. Now, Ibiza's a weird place because they say it brings out the worst in you. It can bring out the worst in you and it can bring out the best in you. So why Ibiza? Did you go there? Did you go to party or did you go to the other side where you had maybe, uh, you know, one of those wheatgrass lattes and did a bit of yoga? The reason I'm here, I know that my music is sometimes accused of being a little bit effeminate, uh, or There's nothing wrong with being effeminate. Totally, I'm with you. Um, uh, <laughs> and you should see the colour of my underwear. But I love, but I love nightclubs. I'm here for nightclubs, uh, and I built the nightclub at the end of my garden called Blunty's Nightclub. I have a big neon sign saying Blunty's Nightclub, where everybody's beautiful. And that's why that's why I came. I mean, but fortunately, Ibiza, you can. There's a quiet side and, and a busy side, and, and I'm kind of in the middle. I can reach both. In, in a few minutes. Now, I've heard in Ibiza there is a big swinging community. Now, is there pampas grass outside Blunties? I, I just I just discovered that uh, just the other day. I think, <laughs> and and what they do is where in you know what I'd heard about in the UK is you know you put your keys in a pot. Yes. Here they put their sunglasses down. Oh. Put the sunglasses in the pot and you take out the sunglasses and that's where you go. I've been getting through so many pairs. You know, I put mine down and, and I don't get any back. I just keep losing mine that way now. And I don't get anything in return. I bet your house is like sunglasses hut, isn't it? <laughs> um, but, I, uh, but yeah. So anyway, I mean, you know, it hasn't worked out for me that way, but I have heard about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just intrigued. I'm just intrigued. Talking about the Mediterranean, you know, you're... 
you're beautiful, the music the music video, it's filmed in Mallorca, but it looked like it was pissing it down. Yeah, I know. And it was very, very cold um, because it was mid-winter. And you can tell how cold it was by um, by by looking at my nipples. Um, <laughs> it was uh, uh, super chilly and they were spraying, you know, fake rain and snow on me. And I was, you know, getting my kit off and out there like that for, uh, for many, many hours while they filmed me and well, they hurled me off a cliff. And I was really... I was quite stupid about it, really. The director said, you know, we're, we're going to get you to jump off the cliff. How high are you prepared to jump off? And I said, you know, I've just left the army. However high you like, mate, I'm fine with it. And yeah. then I arrived at this cliff that they'd found and they then built a platform on top of it to look like this white, you know, iceberg type affair. And they, were all, they all got straps and ropes to keep them safe. But I... I was just wandering around and all the all the locals had come up to watch whichever idiot it was who'd agreed to jump off the cliff. And it was and it was and it was much higher than I'd necessarily imagined when I'd said yes. Um, and it certainly hurt when I hit the water. That's why my voice is quite so high nowadays. Yeah, I have no excuse, sadly. This is your captain speaking. The seatbelt sign is now on. Hold on to your hand. Um, what do you like for holiday romances? I mean, obviously, you're happily married now and everything and part of the swinging community. Joke. Um, <laughs> when you were younger, did you fall in love maybe with, you know, a Cypriot lady or a girl or a waitress or something? You know, like when we do go away. Did you have any holiday romances? I mean, yeah, you know, innocent little ones as, as you know, as teenagers do. Um, absolutely. You know, of course, um, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing racy that I could tell you about. Oh, no, I'm not looking. No, I'm, no, I'm just intrigued, you know, because, uh, you know, did you ever have that heartbreak of when you had to go back to England or somewhere and you're like, oh, no, you found love with someone? I don't think I've ever found local love. Oh, OK, that's fine. It's fine. I'm more like a like a, a bring your own bottle kind of person. What kind of a traveller uh, are you? Will you go through, like, your guidebook and start highlighting, you know, the Taj Mahal Arc de Triomphe, that, or are you a bit like, you know, Katy Perry, you're like a plastic bag that gets blown everywhere? What are you like? I definitely like those, you know, those, uh, what are they called? What are those books that you get where you go to, you know, off to Vietnam and the Lonely Planet books, so you can, so you can find out exactly where you're going to get your best... Um, chicken pad thai. Tell me your best hidden UK gem. Actually, come on then, I will tell you. Normally I wouldn't tell you a, a hidden gem because otherwise you're going to tell everyone and then it'll be, you know, they might know about it. Yes. Um, and and then I won't be able to get in um, anymore and I'll be queuing up outside thinking I used to love this place and now I can't get in there. <laughs> um, so, but my favourite place, there's this incredible pub in London, in Chelsea, called the Fox and Pheasant. Have you ever heard of it? The Fox and Feather. I've heard it has a lot of one-star ratings on TripAdvisor. Is that the one? No, fuck you. It is not that one. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Yeah, well, just go along with it. Um, and <laughs> the Fox and Pheasant. You are promoting your own pub, James Blunt. <laughs> Off the Fulham Road. I got the shits there after a Sunday roast. <laughs> Best Sunday roast Probably in the whole of the UK. No, I'm joking about having the shits. I listen. I love pubs. Is this true? This, this. How long have you had that for then? Well, um, uh, I've had it for about three years, I think, and I've really cocked up slightly in the in the in the in, the, in my choice of businesses, haven't I? Because this pand- pandemic has uh, cancelled um, my my music, can't shut my pub down, 
and now I'm releasing books and the bookshops are closed because of the pandemic as well. So um hasn't gone so well, but I've loved having a pub. This pub, we used to call it the Fox and Unpleasant. Um, <laughs> and then uh, it was so uh, unloved and, and I bought it uh, because it was going to be turned into houses and I bought it and I've spent my time sanding it down and uh, and then varnishing it and making it into a very, very special little place. And I have a, an amazing crew and a fantastic chef. And I'm not allowed behind the bar, actually. People do ask, do you pull pints? But the staff are a bit embarrassed that it's me. So I'm I'm normally stuck in the pot wash cleaning up downstairs. But it's a lovely place and you must go. I love the fact that it was going to be turned into houses and you saved a pub because, you know, I'm getting on my soapbox now. These pubs need to be saved. They do, don't they? I, totally. Um, they really do. Because also if it's made into a house, it's gone forever. You know, you'll never, never turn a pub back from a house into a into a pub and, and, and I really think you know when I heard it was my local being turned into flats then I thought it's my job as a minor pop star to be doing exactly that and uh, and uh, and save it and uh, and it's been such fun I guess also because you know music like your job is about bringing strangers together about bringing people yeah. together as much as in your job about making them laugh and, and lots of my songs make people laugh too um, it's about the, 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 the notion of bringing crowds strangers together shoulder by shoulder and uh, and, and pubs do that too. And, I, and I've, uh, that's why I've loved it so much. What destination do you keep going back to again and again? You absolutely love it. Well, you know, obviously Ibiza, um, I love. And the other place I do go to, I go skiing um, in, uh, in Verbier, um, which I went there as a child. When I joined the army, they actually sent me to Verbier to, um, to race. I was defending um, Switzerland against invasion and, and no one... And no one invaded during my time in Switzerland. So, I, and, and many people, I think, slept under the blanket of my security, protected them in Switzerland. And then I got into music and very, very kindly, they've opened a, a ski lift there. They've named a ski lift after me. It's a chairlift. Um, and, uh, wow. and, and, and I, yeah, and I had to cut a ribbon and say, I named this chairlift James Blunt. God bless her and all who ride me. And and I've been I made the joke before I made the joke before that you know next year I'm installing a sound system um, on this uh, on this on my chairlift to only play my music to keep the cues down and I was on this I was on the chairlift a couple of years ago and I was going I had my goggles on and on my skis and you know I'm going on on my chairlift because I only ride my chairlift I don't go on any of the other lifts they're crap I think Diana Ross has got one I'm not going on that I'm going on my chairlift and I was riding up on it and there was a guy and a, a girl beside me and he turned around and he said you know this is James Blunt's chairlift uh and uh, apparently he's stalling uh, installing a, a sound system next year to uh, to only play his music I bet that'll keep the cues down and I put my goggles up and said mate that's my joke <laughs> and, and he and he I mean probably shat himself on the chairlift thinking this is like kind of camera and, and you can't get off a chairlift in mid he was stuck there with me thinking oh god <laughs> no escape Really? So, it was a wonderful moment. <laughs> now, I've tried skiing. I don't get skiing. I don't. I went to Courcheval, and you have five-year-olds and four-year-olds weaving around you saying, move it, granddad, probably in French or Swiss. What is it about it? I mean, did you go on the black runs? Is it the black runs? Well, maybe um, maybe you're just, instead of skiing, maybe you're just a natural snowboarder. Maybe that's what you are. That's just... Um... <laughs> yes, now you're talking. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, and that way you could probably... Uh, I think you have more of an excuse just to take out the children. Just, have, just let yourself be taken away by it. Take the children out and be, be done with it. 
That, that'll learn them. This, I like the après ski. I love all that. Because, you, you know, you do a bit of skiing in the morning and then at 12 you just have beer, lager, don't you? It's amazing. Exactly that. And I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm, you know, stop for lunch and, and, and quit while you're ahead. Yes, yes. Um, let's let's get a little bit negative now. What is there a place in the world? Or let's not not start slagging off countries and towns. But is there anything, any country, any place you've really looked forward to going to? And then when you've got there, it's been a bit. Hmm, I don't know if there is. I'm really really lucky with my with my touring. I do go and see a lot, and I love the changes everywhere. You know, my favourite's always places like South America. Uh, anywhere with Italian blood, um, Latin blood, amazing. Beirut's probably the best place to go in the whole planet. Really? Really? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, Beirut is such a melting pot of Muslim, Christian and Jew in the Mediterranean, but that boundary of Europe meets it, you know, uh, over um, to the um, to the Muslim world and the, and, and the Arab world. And it's, and it's such an incredible mix of cultures, food, um, location and I uh, couldn't recommend it more highly. Wow, that's something I would never. It's, it's like you know, with, with you being a soldier and everything. And I know did, with, did you go to Kosovo, didn't you, and everything. It, it's these these places that you hear about in the news. You don't normally think. I mean, I'm like a child of the '80s, you know. And hearing Beirut, you just go, you just imagine Terry Waite, you know, tied to that radiator and like Jackie, you know, sunny man looking for husband Jackie. So you don't naturally think it's a a holiday destination, but you know, places do have a second chance. They evolve and they grow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also Beirut, they, they're very much, they have become used to, um, you know, a, a bomb going off every few years that has been devastating, but because you know that that bomb may go off at any time, they're very, you know, they're very much alive for today. Yeah. Um, and, and that sense of, of, of yeah, vibrancy and living for the moment um, gives them a really very special character. Um, do any of these places sort of inspire your music? Because uh, California, that you wrote about that in 2017. Do places inspire you to write? I've written lots of songs about my time in the army and in Kosovo. It's a beautiful uh, part of the world. Uh, the Balkans, you know, the actual countryside is uh, is stunning. Um, and and yet I found such great sadness how humans can simply um, not be compassionate to each other and understanding, you know, there are always two sides to a story and why they can't see that there are two sides to the story and have to um, fight over it and not, and not, not um, meet in the middle was something that I've, you know, obviously written about a lot from my time in the army. And I spend a lot of time in Los Angeles and find myself writing about sometimes the shallowness of that just because I'm as shallow as a puddle and, uh, and enjoy it. <laughs> In first class, you will have an all-you-can-eat buffet, wagyu beef, caviar washed down with copious amounts of cristal. Thank you for flying, Alan Air. Let's talk decadence now, and obviously this is a safe space. Tell me the time you've really thrown some money at a holiday or a hotel and you've gone, I'm James Blunt, give me that presidential suite. There must have been a time when you've gone, right, come on, let's just be really vulgar here. When have you gone, sod it, right? Last week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, I'm talking Maldives. uh, You you know, you guys just went into lockdown uh, uh, last week and, uh, and there are various restrictions going on throughout Europe. And I thought, you know what, 
now would be a great time to go to Venice because there'll be no tourists there at all. And because I'm in Spain and with Italians, they have a travel corridor so you can go. Oh. So a bit of pandemic tourism. <laughs> get in while you can. <laughs> the Rialto Bridge was a very famous Rialto Bridge. You can get a view of the Rialto Bridge. And I got, you know, the one with a, with a literally a terrace, which you could step off the terrace into the Grand Canal. So the gondola um, could pick you up and drop you off back at your own hotel room. And, and the amazing thing was for that, the prices are cut down and there was no one there. I was only, only one on the Rialto Bridge. Um, well, it's like my friend, they went to see the Acropolis and they said it was there was 20 people max there and they had the Acropolis to themselves. And I mean, I know you're joking about pandemic tourism, but, you know, what you'll never, ever get the chance to be alone in the, you know, Acropolis, Acropolis and watch the sun come up. I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that has been one of the most amazing things about the pandemic is how how it has you know made everyone stand still and, and not travel so much and. And I think, you know, the planet needs a tiny bit of a rest from us traveling anyway, actually. Here in the water in Ibiza, um, I walk, you know, went out to the, the, to the coast and to the harbor and you could see the bottom of the harbor, which I've been here 15 years and never seen the bottom. And, um, and maybe to give the planet a little bit of a rest, maybe there's no bad thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, give me one thing. If, if I said, right, James, I'm coming over. I want to come to Blunty's. Where, what's the one place you would take me to in Ibiza? I've been a couple of times to Ibiza. Can't really remember most of them. But tell me, where would you take me? Well, this me? year, all the clubs are closed. All the clubs are closed. There's only one place to go. It's Blunty's nightclub. <laughs> it's just 30 metres away. I've got Svetlana who runs the door. Svetlana's a mannequin who runs the door. She's not the first uh, person to run the door. I did have Nadia, but Nadia... Um, uh, broke her back in a strange accident but um, Svetlana is is the mannequin in place I buy her dresses every couple of weeks because I think it's important to have the person working on the door of the club wearing something different wife gets very upset actually because she says oh you bought me a dress I'm like it's not for you darling it's for <laughs> Svetlana but um but that's the only place I take you I have thought of another great moment um of uh of being having a pop star moment I was in Thailand in Bangkok and uh, and I was on a, on a tuk-tuk and I love tuk-tuks and I just thought, you know what, I'll do it. I'll have one of these. So I just took the picture of it and did, did have my, probably my best pop star moment. I, I just messaged my tour manager the picture and I said, I'll have two of these, please. And we shipped, we shipped two back from Thailand. Um, and I, and my, my mode of transport here in Ibiza is a tuk-tuk. And I, and I gave one to my sister and she drives her kids to school in it. And I ride around my, on my tuk-tuk in, uh, here in Ibiza. It says taxi on it and people will stop me and they'll go, hey, mate, uh, you know, how much is it to uh, Ibiza town? And they'll go, oh, my God, it's you. Oh, oh no, man, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, come on, it's five euros. Let's go. <laughs> you know who also does that? You know Noel Edmonds has his own taxi. And he puts a mannequin in the back and he tr- he turned up a chatty man um, with the taxi and the, the booker thought the mannequin was Amanda Holden sitting in the back and said, lovely to see you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I know we're running out of time, but I've got to ask you this quick question. Ibiza, it must have been like going back in time without any ravers there and tourists. Did you enjoy it? Did you feel like you had Ibiza to yourself? I mean, I love it when it's busy um, and I love the clubs being open. But yes, there was something very special about about it having, you know, being very quiet and going to empty bays, empty beaches, 
you know, I, actually, I have a tiny, tiny little boat, you know, one, one you can to go out for picnics on, nothing flash. Um, and I went out on the very first day we were allowed to take the boats out. And we're looking back at this empty island, no one on it, no one on the beach. Two other boats went out that whole day on the first day. And uh, we parked up and the sun was shining. We were having a picnic and it was amazing. And then after 40 minutes, one of those other boats came up and dropped its anchor about three meters away from us. You've got the whole of the Mediterranean. It's empty. No one here. And you come three meters away. What are you doing? This is your captain speaking. We are on our final approach to our destination. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. Cabin crew, get ready for landing. This is quick fire. They don't even make sense. Just say what you want, okay? Roger. Chicken or beef? <sighs> well, I'll go for the beef, please. Um, rare, thank you. Lovely. It's on its way. Desert or ocean? See, I can be deep. Uh, um, definitely an ocean. Well, you know, what well, you die in the desert. Yeah, of course. Sunset or sunrise? <sighs> I mean, I would... Uh, sunrise, if you're still awake. Yes. Nudist or not on your Nelly? I mean, I'll, I'll, I like to watch. Mile High member or non-member? Uh, via PJ. PJ? All private jet, get you. Street food or foreign muck? I really like uh, any kind of junk food. I'm a junk food, so street food, defo. Hilton or hammock? Ooh, hammock. Travel insurance or I'll take my chance. Ask my tour manager. Full moon party or full English? I enjoy a bit of full moon party. I've been to the one on Co, um, Copenhagen. Thank you so much. You've been so much fun. James Blunt's book, How to Be a Complete and Utter Blunt, is out now. As you say, I wouldn't give it, wouldn't buy that present for an adult, but, uh, or not, in fact, not for a child either, so I don't know who you'd buy it for. <laughs> You're so good at promoting, you know that. <laughs> not, not for a child or an adult. No, thank you so much, James. I really appreciate it. So good to see your face. Um, lots of love to you. And let's have a drink when all this madness is over, yeah? When all the madness is over, see you in... Where's, do you know any good pubs? I know the Fox and Unpleasant. The Fox and Pleasant in Chelsea off the Fulham Road. Yes, that's the one. You one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much, James. Thank you for flying Alan Air. Thanks for listening to Life's a Beach. If you loved it, please subscribe. If you hated it, piss off. Listener.